So here we are, figure that game out. Session five, innovation, innovation. Session five, figure that game out, innovation. Innovation is a buzzword. I mean, you can use that word and automatically get people to react to you. Uh, I've given this talk in so many different ways uh, or, or the concept in so many different ways uh, through the years with companies. But what I'm gonna share with you right now is a way for you to figure out where you are in the innovation process and what you can do next to see some kind of breakthrough come about. Now, even though you can see like the Google Ingram word usage spiking way up since like the 1960s, really innovation has always been with us. I mean, the root and the word, uh, the etymology from the word in Latin meaning to renew, we're constantly in a process of innovating or renewing if we embrace the idea that the game is never static. To figure that game out is to understand that the game is changing and that the rules are changing. So if you've got uh, the worksheet you're following along in the notes or the workbook, you can see innovation starts first with truth. Individuals uh, are the best place to start with truth because they grasp it quicker than the group. A group usually doesn't come to a truth moment. An individual comes to a truth moment. Now, the group matters in innovation. And we're going to hit that in a second. But first, I want you to understand that innovation starts with an individual who has some kind of truth moment. See, the way that we've evolved, we're comforted by what's known. We could call that traditionalism. And traditionalism isn't bad. It gives us a, a stable, secure core to operate from. But over time, traditionalism can cause us to get rigid. and We become dogmatic, and then we start judging others. And we need an innovation. So innovation isn't just in business. Innovation isn't just creativity. And we're going to get into all that in today's session. But it's also an understanding that we're living out a changed experience. We're dealing with new data points. This is why at the core of everything that we do, you know, is about identity. You could relabel, figure that shift out as learning to develop or cooperate with an unfolding identity, a dynamic identity. What happens for too many people is they have a static identity. They want to create an existence where they can bring a cruising altitude of comfort. And if we're going to figure that game out, it's just understanding that innovation starts with truth. We are continually embracing, accepting, facing whatever is unfolding around us, which allows us to be open-minded. And when we're open-minded, we start to recognize new patterns and we're not judgmental. Now, if innovation starts with truth, I've got to give you some warnings here. Number one, you can see in your notes there, truth takes courage. Truth takes courage. Self-deception is so easy. You know, there's a progression of maturity that I've observed in people's lives over and over and over and over. And most people never make the full progression of this journey. They usually start out with some kind of immature response like, you know, oh, life is my enemy. It, it's just this general uh, malaise that life is coming against me in some way. They may go beyond that to say, okay, that person is my enemy. And then they have a person or a group. I was reading about somebody in a grocery store that was throwing their groceries at somebody 
that wanted them to wear a mask, okay? That's a person who has gone from life is my enemy to you are my enemy, and they're taking out their uncertainties, insecurities, and angst, right? All the things that make them feel threatened onto that, sadly, grocery store worker. Some people make it to the point that they actually can start to break apart their worldview and go, oh, okay, you know, and whatever your worldview is, wherever you localize power, this institution is my enemy. You know, God is my enemy, whatever that looks like for you. Very few people make it to the point that they understand, I am my own worst enemy. I am my own worst enemy. So innovation starts with truth and truth takes courage. Truth also requires timing. Truth requires timing. Just because you see it, feel it, and hear it, and there's some acceptance of reality, it doesn't mean that everyone around you is ready for that reality. <laughs> there, is a, there is a timing in truth where we hold things within ourselves and we let them mature. We let them uh, gestate. We let them develop. We let them crockpot. Now, there are times that the insight hits the heart and mind and it immediately comes out of our mouth, depending on the execution, the space, anything that we're trying to do. Some of you that are here from the sports domain and you're in a moment and you're coaching, some of you that are here from business domains and you're in a meeting, that is a moment that you need to speak up for sure. But you might see something in practice or you might see something in that meeting that you've got to then bring up later in private or two weeks later when you sense an open door is there. So truth takes courage, truth requires timing. And then truth is death and rebirth, beginnings and endings. This is the reason that so many people have a hard time with understanding innovation. The misunderstanding that occurs around this, that all innovation is just improving. No, at the core, something is born and something is dying. There's a reconstitution that's occurring. One of my favorite books in Everyone Culture by Robert Keegan, he talks about in the business context, you used to could lead in such a way. You think about this in the athletic domain, in the business domain, if any of you lead your own business, small business, freelancers, everybody, you used to could lead your business or your team or whatever in a static way. Like, here's our objective. Here's the measurables we're going after. Let's go do that. But now there's so much change in the world the volatile, uncertain, complex, ambiguous VUCA world we live in, we actually are reconstituting. As we go, we're reforming. And you know, as much as I love that book, I don't agree with the observation because I think it's always been that way. I think he's taking out some kind of context in the business world where in the 1940s, you could establish some kind of ad campaign and move in a static way. But you know what the reality is? We're constantly living in a changing environment. And this has been true for human history. So we look at the ways that we can understand that things are dying and things are being reborn. And it's that frontier edge, that middle moment, as the death is happening and the rebirth hasn't yet occurred, the limbo that so many people never reconstitute. They never innovate. They never renew. They never reform to what's next. And so some of you may resonate with that in a big way, the big chapters we turn in our lives, but we're also turning pages every day. And that's this last idea. Truth is gained again and again every day, every day. The challenge of living starts with accepting reality as it is. The key skill of life, developing the ability to notice and to be aware 
And it's this individual pursuit of truth, of reality, that we find ourselves starting innovation. This is only the beginning of it. I was hanging a light in my daughter's bedroom last week, and this light had a way that you would screw these two hooks in because a chain piece would go on one and a chain piece would go on another, and this heavy light now hangs above her little couch in her bedroom. And the instructions, of course, have the drywall screws, but I thought that drywall is pretty thick. And so I screwed this heavy light in. Later on, we were at the emergency room. No. <laughs> I, I innovated, I skipped a step, I put it in the drywall, and so far it's holding. But truth is gained again every day. Maybe I'm wrong, we'll see. But I can tell you this, if you'll start the process of accepting reality and acknowledging truth, you're gonna get to this second idea of innovation. Innovation continues with collaboration. And this is a big idea. Innovation starts with truth, that's individual but it continues with collaboration. This is where we get in relationship with others. This is where we get in conversation with others. Now, collaboration takes courage or patience or energy, depending on how you're wired up. The reason I could say it takes courage is because you've got an idea and then you mention it out loud to your partner or your spouse or to the team or to the, to the player, and you're not sure how it's gonna go. Because innovation is the edge of imagination. It's the frontier, it's the limbo. It's this place that what was working isn't working or it's time to graduate beyond it. But yet we're attached to that and we wanna be comfortable. And you're gonna say some things out loud that may make you misunderstood. It also requires patience. Because if your ego is attached to that idea, it may not look like the way that you want it to look like. Your insecure identity could get stirred up. And it requires energy. Because it's, it takes energy to have an idea shaped and formed. Now, it can give you energy, too, as it evolves and gets better. But it takes time. I think this is one of the greatest misunderstandings about innovation. And we're going to dive deep into this. But nobody is warning people that if you're going to figure the game out, you're going to understand that it's like a guy I saw on Twitter who was doing bicep curls, standing on a board, standing on some kind of roller, <laughs> this ever-changing dynamic, and he's trying to balance it and work out. What's he doing? He's trying to throw off his core to strengthen his core while he works out. It's a harder exercise, and it's exactly what life is doing to us. And so if you want to figure that game out, and you want to be the kind of person who has the creative breakthroughs that lead to next-level living, <laughs> I've got a stack of things that I need time and energy on to think about them, to innovate, to bring stuff to groups that they can help reform it. But that takes this process of courage and people aren't being warned that as this unfolds, it requires a lot. There's, there's some mess with it. The mess that starts to happen is this next idea. Collaboration requires healthy leaders and a balanced team. This is the warning that people aren't getting. It's like when my first child was born and she came out and then what followed the placenta. Nobody warned me about that. I was like, what just happened? Is that normal? Is, the, are we, is everything okay? <laughs> Here's the thing that's happening all the time in innovation. People think that they take an idea to the group 
and that that's automatically going to be a process of health. It's not. Because without awareness, people in the group that seek validation think speaking up is the point. You can hear this in the way that people debrief from team meetings, from practice sessions where, well, she listened to me. He listened to me. Well, that's not the point. If the point is your validation, I want everybody that I'm on teams with to feel heard. But the point isn't just to get heard. It's the evolution of the idea. It's the advancement of the mission. That's the point. And so if you don't have healthy leaders and a balanced team, you're never going to have the best innovation. Now, when I say healthy leaders, we've got in parentheses there the IFQ, the IFQ, the identity fear quotient. This is the tool that we now use to measure someone's identity fear and where they're proving or hiding. So we can figure out what would block up them being a healthy leader. And then the GMI is the tool that we use so that we can assess what is the balance of the team like? Because you could bring the most amazing innovative idea to an imbalanced team and not have the right people in the right spots. And it's never gonna go as far as it can. Even if as a freelancer or solopreneur, you're innovating on your own, you need a group of people that you can run things by that are healthy, that are not just looking to get heard because that makes things toxically dysfunctional and bring a balanced approach to what you want to see happen. For those of you that are advanced and uh, understand the depth of leader empath sage from figure that shift out, do the people on the team know how to do that? That's so powerful. I love being led by people who know how to move in and out of those meta roles. Next, collaboration is the acceptance of restraints. So once you get into this space and you've got a healthy, balanced team, healthy leaders, now we don't have to be afraid of the restraints. People aren't just trying to grind an ax to be heard. And we can acknowledge the fact that restraints make innovations better. That's okay. They're good. If there were no restraints, there'd be no breakthrough idea. It's the limitation that surfaces the refining of the idea. And that's what you want to check out for. And this is this last idea. Collaboration refines the idea without sterilizing the idea. Sharp leaders have an eye for what's happening in the moment, and they want to make sure that the idea is being refined, not just sterilized. Here's the problem with groups and innovation. People don't understand if they're applying the medicine in the right way. Some of you that know my story and the story uh, as this is recorded in 2021 about uh, the diagnosis of face cancer and I had that nine centimeter oval taken out of my face. And some of you may not know this. You know, I tried like 14 psoriasis creams because I thought that's what it was. And steroid cream can heal psoriasis. So I was putting steroid cream on my cancer for a while. I was doing the worst thing that I could do, putting that on there because I had so misdiagnosed the problem. I'm not a doctor and I don't pretend to be a doctor on the internet. And that is proof of that. And, and I think so many times what people are doing in spaces, businesses and teams, they're trying to apply steroid cream to a cancer. They're trying to grow an innovation when they have an environment and a culture where there are leaders that aren't on a trajectory of health and the team isn't balanced. And this is how you watch for that. Is the idea refined or is it losing its potency? Because groups that are unhealthy will pull towards consensus and the idea is stripped of its power, which is why so often in leadership, leaders would rather go it alone. And I'm going to say something that I believe with all my heart. It is better to go it alone 
than to journey with unhealthy people. You're worse for it. Last, so innovation starts with truth, it continues with collaboration, and it finishes with momentum. Innovation finishes with momentum. Momentum makes the good of you, your team, your organization, who you are as a person, look better. Lack of momentum makes you look worse. So we want to learn that innovation finishes with momentum. We care for momentum. We love momentum. Momentum is something that we understand, that we appreciate. Now, momentum takes courage also. Why? Because you're only doing three things with innovation, really. You're stopping, you're starting, or you're improving. You're stopping something, you're cutting it away. You're starting something, or you're improving something. Now, I say it takes courage. Sometimes it's a sigh of honest relief. Some of you are doing things that you don't really want to be doing. You're playing the wrong game because you're playing a passive identity game. You're the camel and you're doing the things you think you should do. And if you were to take some of those away, it wouldn't necessarily take courage. You would go, ah, permission, permission in this limbo moment to let something die, to let it end. So it might be a sigh of honest relief. I've had teams where I'm leading and it's a sigh of honest relief because we come up with an innovative idea and I go, okay, now who in this room would passionately own this initiative? Nobody raises their hand when it's not for us to do. So sometimes it's a sigh of honest relief. Sometimes I look around the room in meetings and say, okay, here's my idea. Talk me out of it. All right, you didn't talk me out of it, but you made it better or we're gonna keep it as is. It's an ongoing process. But at the heart of it, we're stopping, starting, and improving. Momentum requires nurturing. One of the worst mistakes I've made as a leader after becoming aware and not being unhealthy in the way that I was building my identity around the mission was to not appreciate momentum. I'm not afraid in such a way that with momentum, oh my gosh, I can't mess up. I can't get out of sync with the people that I'm serving or leading and oh no. I just know that if there is momentum and I make a change, I need to understand that there's a cost with that because I wanna nurture the momentum I have, but if I am letting go of something, I'm cautious and trying to be wise about nurturing what's next. Even for you know what we're doing in this format as we record this for figure that game out. It's just paying attention to what builds momentum, what nurtures it, and then what can stifle it or shut it down. Last, momentum is never finished. Momentum is never finished. Immature leaders mess with momentum. Mature leaders will nurture it and they understand it's never finished. It's a relationship. It's so much like any relationship you would have with a partner or love interest or spouse. You don't say, I love you, and then we're done. The point isn't to get high from the innovation. It's to see it translate into momentum and then to continue that relationship with momentum, eyes wide open. And if we do that, and we remember, we don't want to be the people who play the game with a passive identity as a camel, or a reactive identity like a lion, I'll tell you who I'm not, but we play the real game, the vision and desire of who we are, then we get to take any problem we're facing and find the creativity that draws us forward, that we can be proud of, excited about, even when it challenges the deepest parts of our insecure identities, our fears, 
all the stuff that surfaces when we take these courageous steps.